Greetings and welcome to Worthy Radio. I'm your host, Shannon Yvette. I believe one of the greatest gifts we give ourselves and those we love is the beauty of our own wholeness. When we focus on the inner work of our soul, the outer world will transform. I am honored to be on this sacred and transformative journey with you. Greetings and welcome to Worthy Radio. I am your host, Shannon Bed, and I am excited as always to join you. I really like I hear from you guys and you guys email me and some of you send me texts because you're my friends and you have shared with me uh, how this journey together is blessing you. So I am grateful that you're sharing the podcast and enjoying it as much as I enjoy being here to meet you heart to heart, spirit to spirit. And speaking of spirit, the topic today is I got a big spirit. And I love that. I dated a guy um, years ago and he nicknamed me Spirit. And I love that name because I was like, yes, I'm Spirit. And there is nothing like knowing that you have a big spirit, right? A big spirit will create a big bank account. A big spirit will create big vision. A big spirit will create big love. A big spirit will create big things in this world that are beautiful and bold. Um, And so there's something glorious to having a big spirit. Ever since I was a child, you know, and, and my mother used to say, whatever you feed most will win, whatever you feed most will win. And we live in a world that feeds the external, that feeds the appetite, that feeds, uh, as the scriptures say, the itchy ears, you know, make me feel good, make me feel good. And there is something about the cultivation of a big spirit. And so the quote today is by Queen Mother, Queen Mother, Maya Angelou, and it says, nothing can dim the light which shines from within. And it's so beautiful to have a radiance to your soul because people can see that, it speaks for itself. You can enter a room and when your spirit is big and it's fortified and it's intact and it's whole and it's connected to source, it's a really beautiful way to flow. Um, it, sh- it, it shows. I have always noticed the difference between a pretty woman and a beautiful woman because there's something at rest in the heart of a beautiful woman. She's been through some things. She has been through some setbacks, some trials. She's been through some losses and beauty never comes quickly, right? Pretty can, pretty can get here real quick, but beauty takes time. I was actually speaking to some girlfriends the other day and we were talking about just the blessing of not looking like how old we are, right? My whole crew is like getting up into that second part of life. And I look around at my girlfriends and I'm like, oh my God, they're so beautiful. But these are some of the women I came up with in my twenties and they were pretty then. They were pretty, but I look at them now and they're seasoned and they're developed and they've been through some trials and they've been through some dark nights of the soul and they've been through some things that have stretched them to the core and back again. And they've had some of those nights where they've said, God, do you see me? You know, only to realize, yes, you do. And so when you look at your friends who've journeyed, and who've been through some things and you see the grace of God on their lives and you see the development of their strength and their character and their beauty through all of that. You know, there's a reason we say that some of the precious stones come under pressure. 
uh, gold is refined by fire. And so I, I shared with some girlfriends as we were discussing like, wow, you know, not to be like that, but our crew is like, we were, you know, sounding like the, sounding like the, like the young ones. Our, our crew is lit. Our crew, you know, we were like, wow, look at us. And we were just looking at some of our girlfriends and we were like, girl, can you believe she's almost 50? And can you believe she is 50? You know, we just were admiring our friends and their glory. And I said to one of my girlfriends, I said, I used to think when I saw Beyonce when she was young, oh, I can't wait to see her when she's in her forties, right? Because there's a, there's a settledness to beauty then. Uh, there's a largeness to the spirit of a woman, to the soul of a woman when she's lived and allowed life to teach her and allow God's grace to unfold her and unveil her and unpack her and there's just more of a glory in it. So we want to be spiritually fat, right? And we live in a world that strives to be materially fat and can be spiritually lean. I remember speaking with a friend of mine who came up around a lot of um, some, you know, these cliques of wealthy children in the 80s and 90s because he was the personal assistant to a very famous rock star and he would drive some of these kids around and he said to me um, these kids were materially fat but spiritually lean and you have to be careful when a person is rich and material but poor in spirit you know Helen Keller said that the poorest man in the room is not the man without sight the poorest man in the room is the man without vision. And so when you meet people who are who have big spirits, they have big vision. They see beyond what they can see. You know, eyes that look are common, but eyes that see are rare. That cliche is true because there's a seeing in a big spirit. There's a knowing, there's a sensing, there's a trusting, there's a faith. When you get around some of the mothers in the church, and when you get around seasoned women, and I've always loved to be around women who are older than me, who... Can, I can sit and I understand that, okay, they've been there, they've seen that, they've done that, and there's a ease that they have with themselves. But when you sit with these types of women, uh, they understand that this too shall pass, and there's a calmness because they've lived, right? They've been through some things. They've been able to see the consistency and the patterns of God and faith and trust in their lives, and they know that things come and go. And so when you sit in the presence of a woman like that, there's a beauty because you can rest. You can rest in her presence because she's at rest. Uh, I remember when President Barack Obama was running for office and he went on The View. And uh, he also, he followed up um, the late John McCain. And um, I remember the women on The View saying that the one difference, one in particular, uh, I think it was Joy Behar said that she was undecided about who she would vote for. But when she sat around President Barack Obama, he was at peace with himself. She was like, he seemed comfortable in his own skin. And I think the beauty of having a big spirit is that it feeds the authenticity of your soul. And it allows you to be at peace with you. You know, so many times we are looking for outer things to validate us or to confirm us or to make us feel okay with who we are. And that's a really fragile place to be. And not that environment doesn't impact you. It absolutely does. Environment expresses a big spirit. So your home, the things that you select to express yourself, you know, those things all have a place. And yet it's from the inner life that we create the outer reality. It's from the inner largeness of the spirit, from the enlarging, from the expansion, from the growth, growth. Every day when you come here and you join me, your spirit is getting bigger. 
you know, because you're, you're accepting and processing new things. You're opening your heart and your soul to receive in a different way. And so we want to be spiritually fat and then the material things will come from the deepness and the power of the spirit, you know, the hard work of the person of faith. And I think sometimes for those of you who believe in, in the Bible or you believe in the, in the Christian uh, beliefs of the completed work of the cross, sometimes we're like, oh, it's all, you know, it's all on the cross or, oh, you know, it's all under grace. And all of that is true. And yet the hard work, as my old mentor used to say, is the person who's truly going to follow and understand just the beauty of Christ. The hard work of that is to walk it out daily, to examine your soul, to continually release and die to the things that don't serve the completion of who you are, right? That don't serve the the new identity that you have. And so the hard work is not to just, one of the clients said it today, we were in a group coaching session. Uh, there were two of us on the line coaching a particular client. And she said, I have the awareness now I need the action. And so we have the awareness, but it takes it takes a certain type of spirit to fall into the action. The awareness is the gift of knowledge, but the action is the gift of wisdom. When your spirit is big, you're not at conflict with yourself all the time, always going against this. Paul said, why do I know to do well, but then I won't do well. And I know that this is good for me, but I sleep in anyway. And I know that I should work out, but I skip my exercise get your spirit big enough. I want to get my spirit along with you big enough to where I know and do not just that I know, but my spirit is big enough to carry me from the awareness into the action. My spirit is big enough to buffer me against the vanity of my own mind. That makes me think people are thinking about me more than they are. um, That stops me from stepping out in the fullness of my vision. And so to get a big spirit, we study, you know, I'm a person who loves to read. I've heard from so many of you in the audience who say, Shannon, I'm with you. I love to read too. So one of the greatest ways to grow your spirit is to read. I'm here with one of my teaching partners. She, as soon as she got here, she said, what are you reading now? I said, oh, one of the clients just told me to read this book and I ordered it right then and there. You know, if, if somebody, if one of the, the people um, who we call them clients, but they're not, they're our partners because we create with the people that we're in ministry and healing work with, we create together. And so one of the partners told me, Shannon, you have to get this book. And I got the book. I ordered it the same day. I was like, okay, I'll read it. And I started reading it that same day. And so one of the ways to grow your spirit is through reading. You know, some people like to meditate. Some people like to pray. Whatever your method is, if it puts your soul at ease, if it expands your vocabulary, if it expands your language, if it expands your understanding, if it expands you in peace, it's expanding your spirit. So we go journey, we go to the desert, we go to the ocean, we go to the mountain because it's Jesus and therapy up in here, right? Jesus and therapy. So we go out and we engage in these therapeutic things that uh, are wisdom, It's just wisdom. And when your spirit is big, you allow wisdom to lead. So again, what you feed the most wins. If you feed your fear, if you feed your lower nature, if you feed the lower vibrations of yourself versus the higher, truer part of your soul that knows, that knows, that knows. If you pay attention to the lower part of yourself versus the higher part of yourself, you know, the Holy Spirit is a whisper. 
but distractions are loud and plenty. And so it takes training to get into a place to where you can honor the largeness of your spirit. And that again, we will say this again, and we will say this again, and I will say it again. We need a daily practice, a daily practice, reading every day, meditating every day, taking that time for you to enlarge the capacity of your spirit. One of my mentors said, Uh, something so powerful. She said, you have these people praying for mansion size blessings and they have about 150 square feet of space on the inside. And so we know that God does things contrary to the way that we work in the system of, of this world. It's, it's spirit realm. So it's like enlarge me on the inside first, make me big enough to receive what it is that I'm praying for, like enlarge me to receive the promise. Amen. So when you want a big spirit, you're saying, I want to be spiritually fat and Lord, hopefully for me and everybody else who needs this part, physically lean. I want to be spiritually fat, physically lean. I want to be in a place to where my, my spirit is getting fed on a daily basis, not just on a Sunday, Sunday too. But not just on a Sunday, I need to have a private practice, a private relationship. The hard work of the person who is on this wholeness journey is to walk it out, to walk out the wisdom that we already have. You know, it's the difference between knowledge and action. And yet it takes bravery and wisdom to walk out what you know. We study, we read, we meditate, we study to show ourselves approved, as scripture says. You know, a lot of people believe in a religion that they don't even know about. It's important to study. It's important to uh, connect with God how you're wired. I call it worship how you're wired. Nobody can dictate what your flow looks like. And yet your flow is for you to get fatter in your spirit, right? Because whatever you feed the most wins, like my mama said. And, you know, I'll always ask you, do you have a daily practice? If not, why not? Why let the world get the best of your time? Distractions and everybody's needs come before you and God. The order of this flow is God first, me second, them third. And so enlarge your spirit daily. That is the work. That is the the glory. That is the honor is to sit with you and get your capacity expanded to receive in new ways. I got a fat spirit. We need to make that a mantra, right? Let me be spiritually fat. Let me be inner rich, Lord, because if I'm inner rich, then everything comes. Everything follows the vibration of how my life is aligned when I embrace the richness on the inside and cultivate that first. And then let it show up in my actions and behaviors. Amen. So our soul work today is in what ways can I upgrade? In what ways can I upgrade my daily self-care and soul care practice? Am I exercising? Am I eating in a way that honors my wisdom? Am I getting my sleep? Am I taking care of myself? In what ways can I upgrade my daily self-care and soul care practice? And as always, we are honored to have you. We are encouraging you to join our Worthy Eight. We have our challenge eight days where we're going to teach you the eight principles of worthiness in the upcoming book that comes out on 4-14-19, Worthy the Book. And so it's inspired by that. And you can join that and get eight days of spiritual practice centered around worthiness. The biggest thing that we need to heal is our view of ourselves because it impacts our view of everything else, including God. And so this is the holy work. And so text us worthy, the word worthy to 66866. And you'll be added to that mailing list where you can start getting those downloads directly from me that take you on an eight day journey. So 
God bless you. I'm so grateful that you joined me today on Worthy Radio, and we look forward to seeing you on tomorrow. Blessings. Thank you for joining me today on Worthy Radio. Please feel free to visit us online at shannonyvette.com. My prayer is that you continue to come up higher in personal worthiness and intimacy with God in order to flourish in life and flourish in love.